Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Today, we are resuming our study in the Gospel according to Luke, and we are ready for chapter 6. And in chapter 6, we have a couple of things going on. Jesus kind of looks like he's uh, kind of disobeying the Sabbath. Um, but I would argue that he's not disobeying the Sabbath. What he's doing is he's disobeying the man-made rabbinical rules and laws that were added to the Sabbath. Um, you know, that there's just volumes and volumes and volumes of books that the, that the Jews have, that rabbis have, have written their thoughts on the Sabbath and added laws to the Sabbath, and it just goes on. And, and there's so many examples in the Gospels where Jesus breaks those rules, specifically the man-made rules, not the Sabbath itself. Uh, but more importantly, what I think that needs to get into our hearts and minds today is uh, this: the, the Beatitudes uh, that uh, encompasses you know, seventy-five percent of this chapter. Now, it's not the—it's not all the same that you read in the book of Matthew. And a lot of these, um, you know, here in Luke, there's a lot of woes to certain types of behavior. And so, it's really Jesus is laying out what it looks like to walk the Christian life, what it looks like to lo- actually love people and to actually love your enemies. And many of us will say. Yes, I, you know, this is the way to live life, and this is how, and I agree with all of this. But if you were to take a real, you know, inventory of your life, take an inventory of how you act, even to the people in your own household, much less to strangers, or uh, how about those who seem to be in opposition to you, people you don't like? And, you know, the inventory would demonstrate the fruit of your behavior may demonstrate something completely different to, than to what you say you believe. And there's a verse in here where, where Jesus says, Why and why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? It's like, why do you say that I'm your Lord, but you don't live any of these things out? You don't live the way I've told you to live. It's hypocritical. It's... You know, one of the themes that I've that you've heard me say on the podcast a lot over the last couple of years, and those of you who picked up my devotional book on the end of days, um, it may have seemed like I was beating a dead horse with this. And that is when I say that your actions matter because your actions demonstrate what you truly believe. Jesus tells us here in these Beatitudes that, you know, if good fruit cannot be, you know, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. It it just doesn't work that way. Neither can I, neither can I ba- neither can a bad tree bear good fruit. Okay? The proof is in the fruit. That's what Jesus is saying. The proof is in the fruit of your actions. You say you love your enemy, but all you do is speak malicely about your enemy. All you do is act uh, angry towards your enemy, your con- you know, don't say that you love your enemy, but then not live that out. Don't say that Jesus is Lord, but then don't listen and obey the things that he's said to do. That's the point 
uh, that's being pushed here in chapter 6. All right, that's a long enough introduction. Let's get started. It's King James Bible, Luke chapter 6, starting with verse 1. And it came to pass on the second Sabbath after the first that he went through the cornfields and his disciples plucked the ears of corn and did eat, rubbing them in their hands. And certain of the Pharisees said unto them, Why do ye which is not lawful to do on the Sabbath days? And Jesus answering them said, Have you not read so much as this what David did when himself was hungered and they which were with him? And how he went into the house of God and did take and eat the showbread? And gave also to them that were with him, which is not lawful to eat, but for the priest alone? And he said unto them, That the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. And it came to pass also on another Sabbath, that he entered into the synagogue and taught, and there was a man whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him, whether he would heal on the Sabbath day but that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts, and he said to the man which had the withered hand, Rise up, and stand forth in the mist. And he rose and he stood forth. Then Jesus said unto them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath days to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? And looking round about upon them all, he said unto the man, Stretch forth thy hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored whole as the other. And they were filled with madness, and communed one with another what they might do to Jesus. And it came to pass in those days that he went out unto a mountain to pray, and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them chose twelve, whom also he named apostles. Simon, who also named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called Zealots, and Judas the brother of James, and Judas of Scarlet, which also was the traitor. And he came down with them, and stood in the plain in the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all of Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him to be healed of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him and healed them all. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice ye in that day, and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. I want to stop there real quick. 
I think I feel like we missed this. Jesus is saying, "Blessed are you, if for the sake of the name of the Savior, if for the sake of the name of Jesus, for the sake of the name of Yeshua, you were cast out. Maybe you're pushed, put out by family members. Maybe you're put out by people at work. Maybe you're, um, maybe they run your name through the mud." Because of the name of Jesus, not because you did something. Those are two different things. Okay, if you if you do a poor job at work and you get fired, just because they knew you were a Christian, that doesn't mean that you that you got fired for the sake of the gospel. Okay, this is specifically about you're receiving ill treatment, you're receiving persecution for the faith. If that happens, he says. Rejoice in that day. Like, be totally excited because, he says, and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. And and then he reminds us, for in like manner did they their fathers to the prophets. All the prophets were persecuted. All of them. Treated illy for speaking the truth about what God has to say. And he's saying, you know, when you suffer these things for the for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the name of Jesus, rejoice, you know, like be totally pumped up because guess what? The reward for those who suffer persecution for the name of Jesus, for the sake of the faith, is immense. It is great. Great is your reward that you will receive in heaven for this. Then verse 24. But woe unto you that are rich. For ye have received your consolation. Mm. Woe unto you that are full, for ye shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for ye shall mourn and weep. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. Alright, we can't ignore this. We gotta talk about this. We gotta. I know it seems like I'm beating a dead horse, but let's just point this out. I believe that what's being said here is twofold. When the world hates you, specifically because you follow Jesus, you're probably doing something right. Right? Like they can't stand you for your faith, for your belief in Christ, then you're probably really following Jesus. But if the world is completely okay with you, if the world completely loves you, um, you're, it's probably because you're going along with the world, right? I mean, that's, that seems pretty simple. I mean, what is he said? Let me read this again. Woe unto you when all, when all men, meaning the collective, you know, collective humanity pretty much thinks you're wonderful. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. For so did their fathers to false prophets. So he's saying, look, when you're persecuted, for my name's sake, rejoice. Because that's how they treated the prophets of God. But when they think you're wonderful and they speak well of you and the world loves you, you're actually cursed. Because that's, that's also how the world treated false prophets. Do you see? Powerful stuff. Let's keep going. Verse 27. But I say unto you, which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, 
Bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee. And of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if you love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if you lend to them who you hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of the highest for he is kind unto unthankful, to the unthankful and to the evil. I feel like we intellectually get this, like we understand the scriptures say this intellectually, but then it doesn't really necessarily come out in our lives. Jesus is, I mean, let's just, let's just, I feel like I just have to beat, beat this into the ground. Let's just take it one step at a time. Love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. Okay, so maybe there's somebody you know. Maybe it's somebody at work um, or, or, or whatever. They can't stand you. The natural human response is to also kind of return that attitude. But Jesus is saying, no, show love to that person. Bless them. In other words, do good to them which curse you. And then pray for those people who are despitefully using you. Okay, and most people have a person they can think of, and if someone smites you on the cheek, give them the other one. Show them the other one also, and if they take away your cloak, let them have your coat too. Right? In other words, be willing to give your enemy the shirt off your back. Give to every man that asketh thee, and of him take away thy goods. Ask them not again. If anybody, if anybody asks something of you, they need something. They, be willing to be generous and, and give them whatever it is that they need. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. There's the golden rule. Do unto others as you would like to be done unto yourself. It's pretty simple. And then he goes on to say, For if you love them which love you, what thanks have you? For sinners also love those that love them. In other words, you're not... There's nothing special about the fact that you like love your children. I mean, and that sounds that sounds bad, but what what I'm getting at is even even evil people will be kind usually to their own flesh and blood, right? Not always, but you know, the point he's making here is it's it's you know, even the commoners. You, in other words, Christians are to be set apart and to be showing the light of Christ and a love that seems unnatural like they're so kind so generous so gracious so loving that it just seems superhuman it seems like the spirit of god has to be on them for them to act in this manner if you love in the same way that the world loves you know big deal you know even sinners do that that's the point i think he's making here 
If you lend to them whom you hope to receive, what thanks do you have? In other words, and then he goes on to say, but love your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing again and your reward shall be great and ye shall be the children of the highest for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Here's kind of a rule that I have with money. And there's wisdom, I think, in this behavior. If someone needs to borrow money, I only give them money. And in other words, I don't like to lend. I'll put it that way. I prefer that if I have it, to give it. Versus lending it, expecting that it'll be returned. Because then when it's not returned, or it's not returned in full, or that it's not returned in a timely manner, then you kind of start to get bitter. And I prefer just to give. Expecting nothing back. Right? And that's what he's saying here. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. So it's like God shows mercy and kindness even to, to the sinners, even to evil people that don't deserve it. To be a Christian means to also walk in that example. Verse 36. Be merciful. Be therefore merciful as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. There's a passage in the Gospels where Jesus says, If you forgive not, um, if, you, if you don't forgive, then your Father who is in heaven won't forgive you. Right? It's a big deal. Again, actions matter. 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. And he spake a parable unto them. Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into a ditch? The disciple is not above his master, but every one that is perfect shall be as his master. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but perceivest not the beam that is in your own eye. Here, here he's going on to say, don't be a hypocrite. Don't be trying to poke at other people's flaws when you've got even larger flaws yourself. Don't be trying to get the dust out of your brother's eye when you've got a big plank sticking out of your own eye. Pretty straightforward. Verse 42, Either how can thou say to thy brother, Brother, let me pull out the mote that is in thine eye, when thou thyself beholdest not the beam that is in thy own eye? Thou hypocrite, cast out first the beam out of thy own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to pull out the mote that is in thy brother's eye. For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bringeth forth good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For of the thorns men do not gather figs, nor of brambles brush gather they grapes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil tre treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. And why call ye me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say. So in that parable, he's like, don't be a hypocrite, right? 
don't be a hypocrite. And then he's saying, look, a good tree bears good fruit. In other words, who you are, who you are really, is demonstrated by what you do. And he says, don't bother calling me Lord, Lord, if you're not going to do the things I say. Why? Because what you do shows what you really believe. If you don't obey Christ, then let's face it, you don't really believe. You don't really follow him. It's, I'm, not talking out of, I'm not talking about sin and disobedience out of ignorance. I'm not talking about an inner struggle or battle that you're dealing with and you're, you're praying and you're trying to overcome it. I'm talking about just your everyday behavior towards other people. Right? Are you merciful to other people? Are you forgiving to other people? Do you pray for those who hate you? Are you kind to them that hate you? I'll say this. I look in the mirror when I say these things. I should. I can probably myself do a better job of praying for those that hate me. I don't really think about that much. That's what the scriptures say to do. So when you have that person who's just like, look, I can't stand we need to be praying for them. And as I'm sitting here talking, I can think of a couple of people that are kind of at times in opposition to me that give me trouble from time to time, who make my life difficult from time to time. And I should be praying for them. I should be praying for them for sure. What about all the, you know, what about some of the evil politicians and corrupt leaders and uh, tech leaders who want to chip and microchip us and do all these evil things who want to take this crisis that we're currently going through and use it for their power and gain? Maybe we should be praying for them. Let's finish the chapter here. Verse 47. Whosoever cometh to me, hearing, heareth my sayings, and do them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built his house, and digged deep, and laid the foundation on a rock. And when this flood arose, and the stream beat vehemently upon the house, and could not shake it, for he was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man without a foundation built on a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. In other words, it's great wisdom to actually hear what Jesus is saying and then execute it. It's foolish and it will lead to your destruction if you hear these words and you turn your nose up at it, or if you're getting angry listening to it, wow, you don't know, blah, blah, blah. You're on dangerous ground. You're on loose sand. And the, and the waters are going to wash you away. You better get yourself on the rock. Don't just talk about how you follow Christ. Do it. The scriptures say, be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Let me say that again. I believe it's from the book of James. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. 
And again, I, I speak as a man. I look in the mirror. And I have to examine my own life, examine my own faith, just like all of you. We're all responsible for our own faith. And when we stand before God, we're not going to be able to point a finger at someone else. You're responsible for your studies. You're responsible for your own walk. Not me. And you're not responsible for mine. And we're all going to give account of our personal lives. I long to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. But like some of you, my flesh can get in the way. And I have to repent. I have to refocus. It's hard to love your enemies. It's easy to love those that you love and that love you back. Even the sinner does that, right? Loving your enemies is difficult. Especially when they want to do such evil to you. When they want to destroy you. And Jesus is saying, hey... Just turn the other cheek, you know, let him hit you on the other side, right? Give him your coat. Pray for them. Show them kindness and mercy. And you're like, why? Why should I have to do that? And here's the reason, because that's what God did for you. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Think of all the things that you've done that you do not deserve to be forgiven for. How many times have you repented and God has shown you grace and mercy? Alright, I've rambled long enough. The website, scriptureandprophecy.com, that's where you go to support this podcast. If you're being blessed by this and you can support it, please consider doing that. You can go to scriptureandprophecy.com and there's a support tab and um, also, uh, you know, if you're interested in the end of days and you want a devotional to kind of lead you through it, which I talk about a lot of the things I've talked about this morning, uh, you can pick that up also, scriptureprophecy.com forward slash book. That's all I have for you until uh, a couple days from now, we'll get our tour portion in for the week. And I pray that you be blessed. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.